God is so amazing in that he does things in a way to confront the hearts of man. He does things in a way to exalt something that man may deem as not unique or out of the ordinary. He does things to bring confusion to the wise and to bring confusion to the knowledge, the knowledgeable or the people who think they may have understanding already. And as I was looking at Jeremiah, I was reminded of how God truly picks and he chooses what he wants to do and how he is not a respecter of persons. As I'm saying that, I am also thinking about when Moses saw the burning bush and he went to the burning bush and that's where he encountered the presence of God for the first time. He encountered God and the Lord told him to take off of his shoes because the place where he was standing was holy ground. And Moses had to Moses had to believe that this encounter was different. Moses had to believe that this encounter was truly happening. He had to believe that this was indeed the almighty God of the whole heavens and of the whole earth. He had to believe that this doesn't just take place so readily. And he had to believe that that voice was different. It was powerful and it was sharper than a two-edged sword. So Moses, when God was talking to Moses, you know, Moses was saying that he couldn't speak well. And God basically asked Moses, did I not create the mouth? Did I not create the eyes? I've created all of that. So because I am sending you, you need to go. And isn't that amazing that people can just live their everyday lives and they can go on to do what they normally do and then have a encounter that is miraculous that is beyond words and I am in the book of Jeremiah if you hear any pages turning I'm flipping the pages of the Bible so as I'm in the book of Jeremiah this is Jeremiah's encounter with God in chapter 1 and in verse 4, it says, 
Then the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Before I formed you in the belly, I knew you, and before thou camest forth out of the womb, I sanctified you, and I ordained you a prophet unto the nations. And then I said, Ah, Lord God, behold, I cannot speak, for I am a child. But the Lord said unto me, Say not, I am a child. For thou shalt go to all that I shall send you, and whatsoever I command you, thou shalt speak. Be not afraid of their faces, for I am with you to deliver you, saith the Lord. Then the Lord put forth his hand and touched my mouth, and the Lord said unto me, Behold, I have put my words in your mouth. See, I have this day set you over the nations and over the kingdoms to root out and to pull down and to destroy and to throw down, to build and to plant. Isn't that amazing how God decided to use a child? Let me stop there. So in the church world, in the world of religion, I have encountered many conversations or heard of many conversations where there were people who are were already in the faith. They were already in church. They grew up in church. They went to church their whole lives. They've been saved or they've been going to church for over 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years. They've been in church for that long. Um, or they have been professing to know God for that length of a time. And yet God can bring somebody new in to their congregation. He can bring somebody new who is younger than them, who has probably just been saved and been baptized and been filled with the Holy Ghost. And that person can go to their church. And that person may have just been, been saved for a few hours or days or weeks or months or years. And God has put a lot of knowledge and wisdom and understanding on this new individual and this new individual, when they are talking about the word of God with this old person, the the old person is telling this young person, I'm older than you. I've been in the faith longer than you. I don't really need to hear what you have to say. You're, you're just a child. Different things like that, you know. I know more of the word than you do. I know the word of I know the word of God front to back. I've heard that said to me. You know, like I I read the Bible for myself. I don't need anyone to explain anything to me. If God wants to tell me something, then God himself can speak to me. And so understanding that God works in different ways is important for growth and for development. 
understanding that God picks and chooses who he wants to use to do this great mission, who he wants to use to do this great assignment and how he chooses to do it is very humbling because in the eyes of people, there is already a standard that the person has to be older. The person has to, in most cases, you know, be a man. Um, And a woman can't tell me anything. Uh, The person cannot be a child. The person cannot tell me things unless they look like this, unless they dress like this, unless they talk like this. And God, the, the, they also may have a mindset that says, oh, and God, he can't even use a donkey. Like he, he can't even use a donkey to talk to me. Or if I decide to hold my peace or if I decide to hold my praise, then the rocks are going to cry in my place. They don't see that God is not subject to the standards of man. Our our human minds, our fallen minds cannot fathom the ways of how God can work and how he actually works. So fighting against the unbelief and the hardness of hearts. And bringing that example up, a lot of the times that's how most people, that's how they can easily miss the presence of God. That's how they can easily miss what God has to tell them or what God has to say to them because they are rejecting the means and the method by which God is doing something. Therefore, canceling out the voice, the visitation of Almighty God. So... Going back to Jeremiah, he said, for I am a child. And the Lord said, don't say that. Don't say that you are not a child. Like with Moses, don't say that you cannot speak well. Don't say that you cannot do the assignment and the task that I have for you. Did I not make you? Before you were in the womb, I already knew you and I sanctified you and I formed you. And God used Jeremiah to confront the children of Israel and to confront the children of Judah. He used this child who grew into a teenager and an adult throughout Jeremiah's ministry 
he used this child who first started off as a child in mighty ways confronting the hearts and the perspectives and the minds of the people who already felt like they already knew God. They already knew the laws of God, but they were not following in it. Jeremiah had to confront the the priests and the pastors, and he had to confront the prophets and kings and princes. And God told him that the words that he put in Jeremiah's mouth, it will be a fire and the people, the nation, they will be like wood. So Jeremiah's words, which was the words of God, it will burn, it will devour them, the people. God was very unpleased because he compared the children of Israel and he compared the children of Judah. He equated that to a harlot. A harlot. Doing whoredoms, basically giving themselves away to people who were strange. So we know that when you are in a covenant, because this is also the example that God uses, a man and a woman, they are married. And basically, if a woman, because in this case, God is the man. So the children of Israel were the woman and Judah were the woman in this example. And basically, if a man... You know, it it gave, like, if a man decides to put away his wife, that's how it started out. But if the wife decides to depart from her husband and she is just, she goes to be with other men and she's, like, sleeping with them and she's getting married to them and now she's with those different people, that's what you would consider to be a harlot, someone who is just not faithful to their husband. And this is what God compares with um, Israel and Judah. And so he was saying that they were making strange gods and they were making strange images. And now, since they were doing that, God is going to give them away into a land and a nation that is strong, that is mighty, a a nation which they know not, a nation which they don't know the, the language or the tongues, a nation where it is going to be a strange land. They don't know it, but yet they are going to basically be oppressed and afflicted in this strange land because of their unfaithfulness to God and what God wants them to do. 
it's interesting how God keeps saying that he is merciful and that his anger is not going to stay forever. At the same time, God is saying, God is saying that he wants people to be faithful. And because people were not being faithful, he couldn't, he couldn't find a righteous man. He couldn't find a faithful person. He raised someone up like Jeremiah. He called someone like Jeremiah because he knew that Jeremiah was going to be obedient to his will. So this is how God saw them in Jeremiah 3. I'm going to start at verse 12. And he right now is talking to Jeremiah. Go and proclaim these words towards the north and say, return thou backsliding Israel saith the Lord, and I will not cause mine anger to fall upon you. For I am merciful, saith the Lord, and I will not keep my anger forever. Only acknowledge thine iniquity, that thou hast transgressed against the Lord thy God, and and hast scattered thy ways to the strangers under every green tree. And you have not obeyed my voice, saith the Lord. Turn, O backsliding children, saith the Lord, for I am married unto you, and I will take you one of a city and two of a family, and I will bring you to Zion, and I will give you pastors according to mine heart, which shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. So God calls these people or people that have these same perspectives backsliding children because they have went away from the Lord. They have left. They have turned their backs on righteousness to go after wickedness and whoredoms. And God is saying that he is merciful. So he is saying to acknowledge the iniquity and to agree that man have transgressed, trespassed against the Lord And he is saying that, let me, let me, let me just say really quickly, um, I've heard this, I, when I read this earlier, you know, how God is married to the backsliders, I've heard people say that, and for the most part, when people said that it was basically a affirming for a person to stay in their sins whenever I heard that said oh no you know God is married to the backsliders so people have used that in a way that is not good. People have used that in a way of compromise and error. And when when I heard how people were using it, it was basically affirming that people, it's okay for them to stay in their sins. And that is not what God is saying. That he, whenever he says, I am married onto the backslider, I am married to you. God is still saying, that he still wants people to acknowledge their iniquity. 
he's saying that he wants people to acknowledge that they have transgressed against the Lord. That they were making idols and they were worshiping the idols. That they were calling and making themselves gods. So God wants us to know and to agree with how he does things and what he says about the things that he does or the people he decides to use.